Welcome to the Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. I've been going back and revisiting episodes from the uh, past year of the Long Game Podcast. And one theme that has popped up throughout, but I have yet to do a full episode on, is the concept of knowing your audience. It's a basic premise of marketing. Know thy customer. And it weaves itself into every nook and cranny along the journey. Ask any question on marketing and the answer starts with, who are you talking to? So today, we're going to talk about a few areas where audience knowledge is paramount. The long game is knowing your audience. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game is my approach to business, the actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. I cannot believe this has not been a standalone episode until now. The topic of knowing your audience has come up in a number of my guest episodes. So today I'm pulling them together to emphasize the importance of having and applying these insights. Knowing your audience is the ultimate GPS. It directs everything in your business. When you know who you're talking to, what to say to connect comes easier. We know, we know we are relationship building and that starts with sharing your stories. In episode seven, I was joined by April Pertwee, who helps women use their story to get clear on their purpose, build their audience, and grow their brand. April shines a light on the connection between knowing your audience and using story in your business. Well, the number one rule of storytelling, there's, there's several really key rules to storytelling, but I think the number one rule to storytelling is to ask yourself, who's the audience? Who mm-hmm. is the audience? So, You're not sharing that story to share it with your family members, right? You're sharing that story to hopefully um, make a connection with someone in your audience that you want to connect with or, you know, a a group of women or a set of survivors or whoever it is you're talking to. You have to know who your audience is. That's also going to help you realize because we all have a lot of stories in our vault, right? We have a lot of stories in our life. And so you are thinking, which story do I tell? Like, what does my audience need to know about me? The question really you should be asking is, you know, what is it that they're struggling with? What is it that I want to be helping them with? How can I use my story as a way to help them, to give them a sense of hope, to give them a roadmap, to give them evidence of what's possible? That's what our stories do. 
knowing our audience is it's like a big thread through everything that we do as business owners. So of course, you know, we talk about that all the time that, you know, if you want to market to somebody, you need to know your audience. If you want to do a Facebook ad, you need to know your audience. If you want to tell a story, you also need to know your audience. You know, I did a past episode recently and I'll link to it if you guys haven't listened to um, about finding your brand voice, like how to find your brand voice, because that's something that ties into storytelling as, as well. And, you know, many business owners, they doubt the writing or the writing ability and their storytelling skills. Like, you know, I face it all the time with my clients. You, you do that better. You say it better kind of thing. So, you know, what are some of the ways that we can get better at relaying our own story? Yeah. Can I just first make a confession? Because you just said it like we all have these doubts. We all have these things that we you know, we don't do it as well as someone else. And I'm over here struggling with those same doubts. And just to give you a a really perfect example, because I, you know, I do, I am very confident in my ability to understand human nature, and to understand stories to understand people's stories. I get it, I get it at a deep level, I understand how to really wordsmith those stories. But let's just talk about, you know, like kind of marketing and branding our business, when it goes to write like a sales copy, or, you know, an Instagram post, I just try to lead with my heart. And I just tell the story from the framework that I use all the time. But if I really measured that up against like, quote, I'm doing air quotes here, you know, the rules of copywriting, I probably break a lot of rules, I probably don't follow all the rules of copywriting, like I quote, should, But I go back to like, you know what, I'm just going to focus on how I do it instead of how the rule book tells me I should do it. Maybe I can pick up some lessons along the way and I'll make it better as I go. But I struggle with that too. I'm like, you know, I'm sure I'm not leading with, you know, all the right hooks that I should and all of those things. But I just go back to what I'm really, really good at. And I just try to stay in my wheelhouse. I love this exchange. I couldn't stop at just the importance of knowing your audience. I had to clue a little more from April. You know, so it starts with audience. What stories do they need to hear from you? How can you share your experience, your stories to lead? And then it rolls into showing up as you unapologetically. It's a lesson we all need to learn when putting yourself out there. Be you and you create relationships that are built on something sustainable. And every formula you come across is just a starting point. It's how you take what you're being taught, what you're exposed to, what you're seeing others do in their business, and make it your own. That's how you create connection. Because remember, what's created by the others is made with their audience in mind, not yours. So for our next clip, I was torn between this guest, Tracy Atsuka's talk, opening the episode, because her point of knowing your audience is so fundamental and literally was the pivotal point in her journey. Once she got clear on who she was speaking to, women with ADHD, Tracy was able to grow a Facebook community to now over 30,000 members strong. When we recorded, it was at 13,000. So Tracy is a course creator and host of the ADHD for Smart Ass Women podcast. Getting clear on her audience meant her course content resonated more because the right people were hearing it. And the natural effect of that is more sales, more growth, more impact. So I was kind of 
being everything to everyone and in that being nothing to no one, right? Just not even being nothing. Totally. To no, them. when you market to everyone, you're market yeah. to no one. You know, exactly. Kind of thing. So. Exactly. And, you know, I talk about that <laughs> with respect to values all the time, you know? So if I say to you, oh, do you believe in joy? Is that a value of yours? Of course it is. And what about love? Oh, yeah. And what about ambition? Oh, yeah. And what about intelligence? Yeah. And so the problem is, you think you value everything. And when you think you value everything, ultimately you end up valuing nothing. So it's kind of the same, you know, the same kind of thing. But I was doing that. So it wasn't until I really got focused on who my audience was and who I wanted to be talking to, you know, because that's really where you're going to have the most passion. And totally, I chose platforms where I was able to be visible. I was willing to stand out. I was willing to lead. And by doing that, my people were able to see, ah, she's my person. And look at how she's talking about ADHD. I mean, every day I get several messages that you changed my life because all I could see was the negative because that's all anybody ever talked about. And when you see what the strengths are, you're like, oh my God, I love my brain. And I don't want to be like one of those boring neurotypical people. You were so broad before, you know, the idea of you knew you had some ideas and you knew that you had a product and it was for recent college graduates and 40 year old women who were changing their life to leaving their career. I mean, you know, that idea only gives you so much space to really connect with your audience. And I think one of the things that we're really talking about here is that you were able to get into the mindset of your community. I mean, number one, you were in it. You were passionate about it and learning about it for yourself. But because of your niching down and really building this community, you were able to, as we talk about in marketing, the pain points. Like You knew those pain points. You were able to hit them and you were able to really resonate with an audience and speak to them. And in return, make them feel heard. I think what you did in your platform with the podcast was give them a platform to feel better about themselves and to look at their own life in a new way. So it's transformational. You know what I also discovered, which <laughs> I just discovered it with my newest you know, group of 105 AOK women. And I sort of thought it was true but they really made it clear to me. And so then I went and I put a poll into our Facebook group. So I have always been so focused on, I want my life to have meaning and what is really important to me. I want to live to my potential. And I always thought I was such a weirdo because when I compared it to my friends, they were like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've got a nine to five and I'm making, you know, six figures and I'm happy and why do you keep bouncing from thing to thing? What I discovered is this is an ADHD trait. So all of the women in the AOK program, and I'm kind of jumping the gun. So what okay. I did is we'll I, launched, explain. Yeah, I launched a program called Your ADHD Brain is AOK. And all of the students have that same need. They are searching for meaning. They want their lives to have meaning and they want to live to their potential. And they're so fearful that they're not going to be able to do it. So what I did is I went back into our big group and I, I literally put that in a poll and I asked, do you feel like you're more like this than neurotypicals? Now it was a small sampling when you consider, you know, the group is around 13,000, but 191 women said yes, and 14 women said no. And then when I piggyback that off of my AOK sample of women, 
I realized that that is an ADHD trait. And so those were my people. And I didn't realize that when I created cartography. I didn't realize that I had more of a need to feel secure and, you know, certain about this than your neurotypical human. So it was interesting how it almost backed up into it as well. Well, I love that you were already on your path with creating cartography. Like your mind was already thinking those thoughts and you were on a trajectory. But when you went further and got diagnosed and then really went further into how the ADHD brain works, then you applied those learnings and it clicked. Like what you were getting at before made even more sense. So I love the fact that you were able to rework what you already had and shift so that it developed further rather than saying, oh, now I'm going to go slap this on. It wasn't about that. It was saying you already had the foundation built with cartography. You just didn't know the niche that you needed to be in and really apply it to. Niching down is knowing your audience and it takes courage. I know it does. You know, for all of us, our first thought is big, big market, big reach. We'll have a bigger business. But really, the opposite is true. Niching down to an audience that you truly know will grow your business faster and more steadily. And it'll also allow for you to hone your brand voice as you know exactly who you're speaking to and what they need to hear. You know, the time you spend listening to your audience is applied in your copy and your content, and that's where the magic happens. And this is something I impress upon my clients all the time, and Tracy's experience just exemplifies it so well. Okay, we're moving on to Facebook ads. I know you're all curious about how these work and how you can apply Facebook ads to your business. And this is such a popular episode that we did last year, and it's really worth a a full re-listen. So Facebook ads are long game, as Facebook ads consultant Laura Ball shares with us, but they've got a gem in targeting. The ability to target allows us to reach our customer on social media like no other advertising platform. You know, so targeting works when you know your audience. You know, you've got to know who your customer is to be able to reach them. That makes perfect sense. But how do you figure it out? How do you actually get to know them better so you can target them? Laura shares some investigative insight that we can all start employing. And there's so many ways to to kind of find new interests. What I did was I like my client's Facebook page and when I do that, it gives me other suggestions of mm. other pages to follow. So smart. So I look at those and I say, okay, let me go into Facebook and see if they're targetable. Now, sometimes they're not going to be targetable, but you know, I spend probably majority of my time doing research, especially if it's a new client, on targeting. Another way is I'll go to his Facebook page or her Facebook page and I'll look at the pages that they follow. So my client follows this page, this page, this page, this page. Oh, okay. Awesome. Are those targetable? Because if my client is following them, it's likely that his students are following those pages Mm -hmm. as well. I go into audience insights and I type in an interest. So let's say like Marie Forleo, you know, everybody knows Marie Forleo. You put Marie Forleo in there and you look at the likes, see what other ones, it's going to spark other things. You're going to be like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe they like Gabby Bernstein or, you know, Danielle Laporte, or it's going to give you other ideas. And you just have to keep drilling down, drilling down, drilling down. And that's all I do. I'm like, the one, the biggest audience that I targeted during this launch that did so well 
and I didn't try it at the last launch. I just kind of thought about it. This launch was YouTube. I mean, ah, how, how, massive, what, right? What a great, like, I would never great, even think that. Cause I would think that is way too big. Right. What an, it, so what I did was, cause it was way too big, but what I did was I layered it in with, they must like YouTube and they must like the interest of, I think it was like artists or painters or painting. Mm-hmm. Now that's one thing you have to also be careful about is painter. So a painter could be the guy that paints your house, Mm -hmm. but he's probably not an artist. So I had to be very careful on who I was targeting. This is a great example. I had to be really careful because I didn't want to, I didn't want to find contractors. They're not, they're not wanting to learn how to create artwork and, you know, beautiful masterpieces and sell their art. They're just looking for houses to paint. So I had to be very careful and very specific. So when you are looking at that interest targeting, really try to get an understanding go to the page, you know, so if it says Marie Forleo, maybe you don't know who Marie Forleo is, but you think it's kind of aligned with your business, go to the page and make sure like, oh yeah, she's talking to my people. Yes, she Mm -hmm. is. Um, So she, you know, definitely do your, do your homework on, on targeting. This is something you can do. Start hopping in and investigating your own audience and niche. Follow the leads, go down the rabbit hole, and note the content you find on various pages to see if it aligns with your message. This simple, and dare I say fun, right? It's fun, right, to check all this stuff out and follow the the, the links. Uh, It's going to give you so much insight, and it's going to give you a place to start with targeting. And when Laura talks about the word painter and its double meaning, it's so important to pay attention to the keywords used in targeting. Back in episode 26, I echo this and give other examples. So you can go check that out. The whole episode is on keywords. So start finding the interests of your audience and layering them to create a custom profile of who your client is. What you learn will translate to you knowing your audience so much better on any platform, including your own website. And a big question we entrepreneurs have is with pricing. How do we price our programs and our services? Questions to ask yourself when pricing include, what's the value? What's your level of experience? What's included, especially, um, you know, calculate the direct access that anyone has to you. And what results do you deliver? As episode 38's guest coach, money mentor and strategist Alexandra Takeda brings forth, pricing is another aspect of business where knowing your audience pays off. I love this idea that, you know, you do have to take your power back because that your power is inside of you. Um, And I I talk about it a lot with women when they talk about their prices, right? Pricing by committee. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't work, right? It, and I won't even tell my clients are often like, well, what should I charge for this? Like, how should, how should I you know, how should I price this? And I, and I always come back to, well, what feels right to you and you know, your audience and your, you know, your customers and your clients and what, you know, what's the wisdom that's coming through for you, right? You know, it's like, you don't ask your uncle Fred, if he's not your customer, what the price should be, right? It's not relevant. Alexandra brings up an important point that the wrong customer's opinion isn't what we should go off of just because we know them. You know, it sounds so simple, yet people do it. They ask their husbands or their brother or their best friend who, unless they are your customer, it's a misalignment. 
The wrong customer will never know how valuable your solution is because they don't need it. They won't pay X because that's not their problem. So the more you know your audience, the better equipped you are to understand pricing possibilities and thresholds. It's an individual understanding, of course. You know, it's everyone's business is different. And it's completely based upon the value your audience believes they are getting from your products or services. And it comes down to servicing your audience's needs with your offer and making that promise clear in your materials. And once you do that, your audience can visualize themselves transformed and whatever the price, it can be justified. So now one place I didn't highlight about knowing your audience today is when it comes to your copy and messaging. You know, this, of course, is an absolute must. Knowing the language to use to find and engage your audience comes from knowing who they are, what their problems are, and the exact words they use to describe their problem. Again, check back to the keywords episode. I've got a copywriter coming on soon because that topic needs a whole episode unto itself. So we're really going to address it in depth. In depth. And this was a really fun episode for me to create because, you know, sometimes we miss or, you know, we don't absorb uh, important concepts because they're bundled together in longer conversations. And you're like, oh, that's so cool. That, that, That lit me up. You know, so it's nice to go back and um, pull out those pieces to highlight uh, these excerpts, and they allow us to focus on them. Uh, And it gives me the ability, too, to kind of have the add-in after the conversation. Like, who doesn't always have a post-conversation perspective? (laughs) Totally, right? Uh, So thanks for listening today. And as you know, I'm coming up on my one year and getting ready to celebrate. If the podcast, this episode, or any others resonates with you, hop on over to iTunes and leave me a a review. You know, reviews really help me extend my reach further. Uh, And I've got a little something special I'm working on, and I have 10 earmarked for listeners. So if you leave me a review between now and May 10, snap a pic and send it to hello at sandrasky.com, and I'll send you one of the special gifts I'm creating for the one-year anniversary. And they're fun, of course, of course. So uh, thanks, everyone, and see you next week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.